Good morning or good afternoon. Welcome to the FTS Bet Slip on Wednesday, the 15th of February. I hope you are well. We are going to be looking at the Genesis Invitational coming up today. One of my favourite golf courses in the world, um, Riviera Country Club, just outside LA. It is stunning. Um, just a few bits of admin before we get to that. Uh, there are I am going away from tomorrow. Uh, Sam and I having a week or so away before she has her hip replacement op um, at the start of March. So there will not be any podcasts, live broadcasts uh, or golf previews next week. They will resume the first week of March. All that um, football and things will continue as normal. Um, being posted. If I do have a any golf bets next week, it's the Honda Classic in Florida. If I do have any golf bets, I will post them in the FTS Telegram room on uh, Friday next week as normal. And obviously any this week will go up Friday this week. Didn't have any last week because of the tournament delay and we didn't actually get the rounds finished. So I like to Obviously, waiting for me personally, I like to wait till round one's done. But that overlapped into Friday. Then they were some were finishing round one, some were finishing round two. So I didn't play last week. But let's get into this week's event, um, which is the Genesis Invitational, as I said, and it's got the added spice this week of the return of a certain Tiger Woods, um, which is causing a lot of buzz. And we'll get onto him in a bit. Uh, Last week, um, obviously did the preamble and uh, went through the top runners, Ron McElroy. One I didn't fancy was Scotty Scheffler and he duly defended last week to just bookend what has been a fantastic 12 months for him. Hadn't won a tour event until the Phoenix Open in 2022, wins that. He had, wins this year uh, and in that 12 months, he has won uh, five of the events that have had the five of the six events that have had the strongest fields. Um, absolutely staggering. He has been absolutely on fire. Um, I thought he was a little bit slow out the gates this year, but um, straight out saw off Ram. Um, and obviously, with the Masters coming up, he's the defending champion there. Uh, a great time to start to hit form. So, yeah, fantastic win. Played really well last week. Uh, and my overriding thought I watched a bit of it last week is. With this new elevated events, the PGA Tour have designated eight elevated events this year. Um, they basically contracted the top players to play in a certain number of them. I think they have to play six of them, six of the eight, something like that. Uh, the prize money for each one is $20 million the purse, just to see off this live threat. So they've raised the prize funds. Um, and I just think these top events is going to be you need to look at the top end of the field. I just think it's going to be really hard for an outsider to win these. Nick Taylor did really well last week, but uh, there's just that top 10, 12 players are just so good and they're so far ahead of the rest um, that I think it's going to be looking for your 40 to 1, 50 to 1 winners in that. It's going to prove pretty fruitless um, as we go through the golf season. Um, so, it is, as I say, another one of those events this week, an elevated event at Riviera. I do love the golf course. It's genuinely one of my favourite tracks in the world. It's absolutely stunning in West Palisades outside LA. But the buzz will be around um, Tiger Woods coming out. There's been a Netflix documentary out on golf. I haven't watched that yet. Um, I will take a watch of it, mixed reviews. Um, obviously, golf is finding itself in the news um, with the threat of live and lawsuits going on read and live taking on the pga tour um but 
with any news gets completely overshadowed the minute Tiger takes to the golf course. And he hasn't played a 72-hole event since the Open, and um, he's pitching up this week. So, you know, that does add an extra buzz. He's been paired with McElroy and Thomas for the first two rounds. And I've put two rounds. I'm not sure we'll be seeing any more than that from Tiger, despite what he's been saying in press conferences. Um, we've got... Uh, so it's Riviera Country Club. It is an absolutely fantastic golf course, and you do need to be a ball strike. You need to be able to work the ball. It's all about position, um, quite undulating, tight fairways. It's called Hogan's Alley because of named after Ben Hogan, who was notoriously a, a sort of left-to-right fade, a straight hitter, um, arguably one of the best players ever to hit a golf ball. Um, Tree-line, tough, dog legs. Um, you've just got to be able to play golf around here. It's not the usual boom and bang it and pitch and putt course that you can see in the States on the tour. The greens average 7,500 square feet. Uh, Poa Anoa grass, they're going to probably be the fastest that they will have played so far this year. They get them up to 12, 13 on the stint meter, which is the measurement they use to measure the speed of greens. You've got green runoffs. You've got some of the deepest bunkers on the PGA Tour. Um, so you really do need to think and position. So you've got to be a real strategic golfer as well. Position your ball as tight, um, tree-line fairways. Block you off. We've got a fair few dog legs this week, and it just blocks your approach shot. And if you, you're trying to come in from the wrong angle, you will be blocked out by trees and not able to get at the pins, which um, can be stuck on quite tricky places. Uh, it's, it's quite a... Uh, you'll see some short putts miss this week on these power power fast greens. I think this has got the highest... Uh, short three-putt percentage on tour, um, Riviera. So it's not just the, the ability to get close with your irons, get the ball in play in the right line, then get close with your irons. The putting is going to be tricky as well. Um, the fairways and rough at Kikuyu grass, same as down at Torrey a couple of weeks ago. It's going to be about two inches deep. Um, the ball can sit down a bit. Um, and as I say, it's an undulating fairways, plenty of dog legs. The fairways, again, similar to Torrey, 26 yards wide. This is sort of the last leg of the West Coast um, before they head to Florida next week. Um, players need to be accurate and, and shots gained tee to green will be probably the key metric here. The, the winner will be, um, I think, I think you go look back the last couple of years, sort of the people who've finished in the top 20 have been predominantly the top 20 in shots going tee to green. Um, good putting will be essential, as I say, you, you know, you will be up to 12, 13. Um, it, and it ranks in the top five for proximity to hole on the PJ Tour. And that, I mean, it's in the hardest, five hardest of getting close to the flag. They can put the flags up on little ledges. Um, you've got green runoffs. You can't be too aggressive going at it or you will pay the price. Uh, there's no rain forecast, so it's not going to soften up. Uh, they did have quite a bit of rain in, in the start of the year, but I would think that it's dried out okay now. There's no real wind about this week. Um, I looked at the forecast. It's going to be five, six, seven mile an hour, so that's not going to really trouble anything. So I think the should the course should play as it's intended. You know, sometimes if it's soft, uh, it brings other people in because obviously the ball can't run off so much. It will just pitch and stop. So I think you're going to see the course play as it was intended to play. Um, and I just do see another week where we're going to see the best players atop the leaderboard uh, battling it out. And the hard bit of the puzzle is trying to figure which ones. Uh, Rahm seems to be up there last week. Um, Every week, rather, he was again there last week. Thomas played well last week. Spieth did well last week. Uh, Scheffler obviously won. So it's just 
you know, you got the Morikawa's, the Phoenix was up there, Sam Burns was up there. What order are they going to finish in, really, is what we're trying to, the puzzle we're trying to solve. Um, last year, it was won by Jochen Neiman, um, who has now joined Liv, probably one of the more surprising ones to join Liv. Um, was sort of still in the embryo of his career on the PGA Tour. Had a great win here last year, minus 19, winning by a couple. One wire, a wire led it. Um, the winning score tends to be minus 12, minus 14. I'm expecting this week to see it around that minus 14, 15 mark. Uh, par fives will be key this week. Often the, the winner um, has done well on the par fives. If you look back at the score, I think only once um, has that not been the case. Uh, so you've got um, 12 goes at par three, par fives, 12 goes at those, which is uh, going to be key. Um, and it's a course where course form boats, where we've seen multiple winners, you know, people win it multiple times. Adam Scott twice, Bubba Watson three times, Mickelson twice, Corey Pavin twice, Freddie Couples twice, Mike Weir twice. It's one of those, once you figure out how to play it and once you figure out where to position the ball, um, it, that is a, that's a strong metric for you. It's a, it's a real sort of... Um, advantage to have to know where to do it and it it all those players you look at the names Bubba Watson Mickelson couples um that you know Adam Scott fantastic ball striker that they've got the ability to shape the ball both ways right and left it will predominantly fade suit a fader obviously for Watson and Mickelson being left-handed it's a, a draw um but it tends to suit that ball flight. Um, but as I say, having that course experience does help. I don't think you're going to see somebody pitch up here as a newbie and, and blow this field away. So in summary this week, we've got a really strong field. Uh, again, the weather looks dry, minimal wind. Green's in reg, that will be key. Shots going tee to green uh, should be a key feature of the winner. Course experience and strategic play will be key and look for good par five scoring. If somebody's struggling to get birdies on the par fives, um, they're going to struggle to win this week. Uh, so looking at the um, top exchange prices, and I've got quite a few on the sheet here. We have got John Rahm leads the way at 9.6 uh, and yet another top 10 last week, finished third last week. That is now nine Nine, uh, not outside the top 10, his last nine starts only once in the last 13th and 13, and that was 15th. And as I say, he was third last week. Uh, McElroy, who had been on a break of top 10s and the four top fives going into last week, uh, didn't play great, to be fair, and finished down the field in 32nd place, pretty average. Um, didn't get off to a great start and... Uh, needs to do better this week, but the high ball flight should help him be able to stop the ball um, on these greens. Scheffler, winner last week. Uh, and if that is the start of a hot run like it was last year, then he will be right in the mix um, and certainly not one to write off. Uh, Finau, 19.5, a win and four top 10 since November going into last week, and then he was a solid 14th. I mean, it's, I keep saying he's won. He has won, but I just never look at him and think he's going to win. Uh, you know, he's, he's he's a good, good player. I just think he should win more than he does, but perhaps I'm being a bit harsh. Uh, Justin Thomas, I didn't fancy him last week at all, I'll be honest. Um, he sort of had two tied 25ths going into that event, um, but he was fourth last week. And he just looked to be getting ominously better and better. Uh, I could see a big run from Thomas um, this week, likes a fade. 
uh, if he's got his short game, sometimes his putter can go off of his hand a bit and he's toyed with putters a little bit over the last few months. But uh, it was the fact he just got better every round, 69, 67, 65 on the Sunday. Um, you know, fantastic player when he's on form. So could well be up there this week. I'm, I haven't put him in the shortlist, but he could well be up there this week. Uh, Shuff, Shuffle, uh, 23. Made my views on him well known for the last few years. He'll be up there, uh, but I don't think he'll win. He'll just be up there, solid top ten again last week. It's what he does. Um, Max Homer, twenty seven, uh, was tenth here last year, just in fine form. You know, arguably after sort of Rahm and Scheffler and McElroy being the best player in the last twelve months. Um, you know, and already has a win this year. Uh, he's pretty good round here. Uh, Morikawa. Just typically, I said it's a bet to nothing, and then he goes and misses the cut last week. Um, he was runner up here last year, and I haven't given up on him yet. Uh, Patrick Cantlay, 30, also missed the cut, um, just doesn't look to have got going at all this year. Um, Cantlay, uh, really good player. I think a lot of his game does hinge a bit on whether he's putting well, and obviously, hasn't got that quite going yet. Um, so he's one I can kind of strike through. Uh, Victor Hovland, 36th, fourth at Torrey, setting him up going into last week. I expected him to be better last week, 42nd place. I love watching the guy play football. I play football and play golf. I love how he hits the ball. Uh, love his approach to the game. Just think he's a really talented, just real fun guy to watch, but underwhelming 42nd, I'm not so sure. Sunjay Im, 44, um, and you can see how these are all boxed up now, 30, 36, 44, 44, 44, 46. Um, he's now got five top 10s in his last six events, Sunjay Im, sixth place last week. Turns out every week he's just like a serial goal for this guy, and he's very good, four solid rounds. Um, not saying they'll win it, but he's just turning into another rock-solid player. Um, Sam Burns said about him last week, he... Uh, top, I think he's a top player. Um, you know, they're all good players, but sort of the these are sort of the names that you kind of don't hear so much about. I think he's an absolute top, top player. This guy's got four or five tour wins. Uh, he was sixth last week, and I've sort of said last week, and I, and I will keep saying it one of these events, these elevated events, and maybe a major is his next step up. Uh, Cam Young. Of those that made the cut last week, he's third from bottom. Uh, he was plus five for the event. Got to do better than that to have any chance here. And I think he's priced more on the fact he finished third here last year than, than the golf he's playing at the minute. He's not setting me alight at the moment. Um, and Jordan Spieth, 46th, sixth again last week. Hit 18 out of 18 greens uh, for only the second time in his career. If he does that this week, he'll be right up there. Uh, his most unspeeth-like. We're used to seeing him uh, kind of hit it a little bit everywhere and, and miracle recoveries, fantastic short game. Um, I can't see this week. Having seen how he started the season, Spieth, how he is a bigger price than Cam Young, um, really surprises me this week. So... They're all good players. That's the thing. And it is sorting out. You Ultimately, you've got to put your colours to some. Um, but before we do get to the mentions, we do have to mention the great man, um, second best golfer who's ever lived, uh, Tiger. He pops up at Riviera for the uh, first 72-hole event of this year for him. But it's not this Well, it's not this year. It's the first since the Open last July. Um 
I watched the press conference with him yesterday. He's he says he's there to win. Um, I think he's not going to say any different personally. He is short odds on to not make the cut. I should say to not make the cut. I do apologise. And some um, American books are quoting that eighty five percent of the bets on Tiger are for him to miss the cut. I think he's something like two to nine to miss the cut. Um, the interesting part of this for me is he playing with Woods and uh, with McElroy and Thomas, and I just think that um, there will be a circus around Tiger for those two days that he plays. Um, and if he makes for it, it'll be fantastic, but it will be an absolute circus. And yes, these guys are top players, Thomas and McElroy, and they've played in everything Ryder Cups, won majors, but uh, it'd just be interesting to see if this disrupts their rhythm and their play. Um, particularly if he starts limping, you know, and, and he's injured and he slows down and things like that. would be really interesting. Just interested to see how it goes. Uh, it will be a massive achievement if he makes the cut. Make no bones about it, as I say, no matter what he says. Uh, exchange odds of 180. Um, they're the biggest I can remember seeing him ever um, posted at. I'm, I might be wrong there, but um, it's the biggest I can remember. Um and I'll be honest, he could be double that, to be fair. Uh, the guy who finished runner-up last week to um, Scheffler beat Rahm is Nick Taylor. Uh, and he is 250 on the exchange, just finishing second um, to that lockdown at Phoenix. Uh, and he must look at it and go, hang on a minute, I finished second. The guy hasn't played since July. I don't care how good he is. He's got broken legs, this, that and the other. Uh Oh, my 70 points higher than he is, but there we go. If Woods makes time for one of them Tiger Tiger statements, going back to Tiger Roll and Tiger Woods, if Woods makes the top 10, I will get a job. Uh, so interest pre-event, as I say, it's really difficult to see an outsider coming through and winning given the strength of the field, the form some of these guys are in, and the fact you've got to beat all of them. Um, you know, you're always going to have a week like last week where McElroy didn't quite fire or whatever. But um, I still think Max Homer at 27, great form, proved he can win on tough courses. Um, Riviera, Torrey, class fields. Um, he's won here in 2021. He was 10th last year. I think he has got a great chance. He's just playing really well, really becoming a really solid golfer. So I think Max Homer at 27 is worth pre-event interest. Um Morikawa at 28, um, you know, he's 21 last week. And I did say you almost certain to get a run for your money. And I did end up with that egg on my face, but I'm not giving up on him. I might give up on him after this week if he misses the cut again. But at seven points higher, uh, I've got to include him. Top ranked driver and accuracy, T to green, third. He, I stand by, he's arguably the best iron player on tour strategically i think he thinks really well around the golf course you know just didn't play well last week for two rounds and missed the cut uh he will be keen to put four rounds together and he was second here to nyman last year so i'm sticking with marikawa and i'm sticking with sam burns at 44 i think he is still too big for a player of this quality tied 11th at the amex sixth last week um, and I will stand by it. the next step up for Burns is a major or a win in one of these really strong field events. And it is coming. It is just a matter of when. Uh, and it may well be this week. Good luck to you, Sam. Um, I do think Thomas and Spieth are worth mentions, um, but you can't back them all. I think Spieth is uh, 
dangerous when he runs into form. And Thomas, as I said last week, looked ominously good round to round. Um, and I think this course might suit Thomas's uh, ball flight as well. So uh, it'll be the short game for Thomas if, he, if he's patting well. Um, you know, particularly if he has a good, strong, short game in round one, he may well be one you want to get on side. Um, I do like also in the top 10, uh, um, Im, Sung Jae Im. I mentioned his run of top 10. I think 4.5 is too big. I like Burns. So I've got Sam Burns at 44, 44 to win it. I do like him top 10 at 5.0. And I like Jason Day, who's been playing well, finished again up there last week at 5.7. And Adam Scott, who's won here twice, fantastic ball striker, still some life in the old dog, top 20 at 3.65. I just had a look at those sort of peripheral markets this morning. Um, and I do like those. You know, all of this is at your own peril if you want to get involved, something I'll come to in a minute. Um, and the Flyers, and just a note here, because I got some jib on Tom Hoagie last week, and not necessarily from people who listen to this pod. I, I did the golf pod, and then I um, was in a, was in a I can't remember what it was, but I was in a, a football trading, um, doing some football trading session with some people, and I made a statement about, I, I'll, I'd hate myself if I didn't back Hoagie last week just for the price. And he obviously goes on and misses the cut. He was 170 last week. Uh, and somebody sent me a text saying, oh, you know, you said this and he missed the cut. Yes, I did. Just to, just to really clarify, the market made him 0.58%, not 1%, 0.58% to win the, win the event. Once you get over treble figures, these guys become less than 1% in the market's view to win the event. Um, so 0.58, if we were successful with him just 0.8% of the time, which means we're going to be wrong over 99% of the time, we'd still be 30-odd points up. So all I'll say to you, it does pay to learn a bit of percentages when you're punting. I think some of you, and I don't take this as you wish, I've, I've tried to be less controversial, less aggressive uh, in these um for my own health as much as anything i know people like it when i lose my rag but uh stuff does still wind me up so i'm trying a new way of dealing with it but i think some of you genuinely haven't got a clue what you are doing and perhaps you shouldn't be doing it at all um and we do try and help and educate you um but there you go so when you look at the prices of the two this week because i found it really hard to find flyers we have got our first ever i don't think i've ever put anyone up at a thousand uh so just understand that he is one thousand on the exchange um but he shot minus five last year around here he's a good iron player uh he's a scotsman russell knox um and of course, I've just said how difficult it is to beat all these guys, but I cannot have Russell Knox at a thousand. He is better than that, uh, and he has played this golf course well. Um, so, Russell Knox at a thousand, and Andrew Putnam at four seventy. Uh, another who has played well here, and his price is simply too big. Um, again, irrespective of the quality of the field, there's a couple of others I liked. Hoagie, I still like. I still think he's too big, um, and Adam Hadwin, but uh, those were the two. I'm only going to put a couple up. Those were the two I went with, Russell Knox 1000 and Andrew Putnam 470. All this is at your own peril. If Russell Knox doesn't win, he is a 1000. I just want to clarify that. Uh, a 1000 pops up 
once in a blue moon. Um, so there we go. Uh, right, have a wonderful um, week. I That's me done. As I say, I will be back in action the week of the 27th of February. Um, but football and things will continue um, and I will post any golf bets. You know, my main my main golf action is after round one. I will still post that um, this week in the Telegram room if I have anything. You know, I obviously will let, wait and it's all down to how the field's lying and what the prices are available. And once I've got that information, if I have anything to trade, I will let you know. Have a fantastic week and I will speak to you all in a couple of weeks.